0: we're talking about harmonizing with destiny and we, we've been talking about it uh, for the last couple of, couple of weeks and how here we have this destiny. And so sometimes, <laughs> leave it up to Marcus, <laughs> on cue Marcus. All right, so, so sometimes when we're, we're traveling on destiny, I gave you the example, uh, again, we have more people here so, so I'll mash not to crack no jokes. But I used the example of O.J. Simpson, not O.J. Simpson, you know, that was driving the Bronco, but before the Bronco. And how uh, when, he was, uh, when he was training him to run, his coach threw sandbags at his legs. You know, so while he was running, he had to run as if the sandbags didn't exist. So he had to be able to run through the sandbags. But he, he was trying to teach him how no matter what obstacles are coming at you, you got to keep on going. And so sometimes we got on Destiny Road and there was obstacles, which is the ladies talked about on your retreat, right? There was different hurdles and obstacles, and sometimes we didn't let them go. Like we let the obstacles stop us right there. You know, so so imagine running back, he come out the hole, somebody grab his leg, he go, coach, he got my leg. (laughs) He just stopped right there, you know. You know, you gotta be able to run through the tackles. Right? Right? Y'all think I'm talking about football, don't you? right? And so because you have a, 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 a destiny to harmonize with. So it's a given that God has, he knows the thoughts that he thinks towards us. Uh, the, these thoughts are not evil to bring us to an expected end. We know that, that's a given. Ed was talking about this morning, the three aspects of salvation in the discipleship class. You know, he was just talking about how once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, there's something that happens instantaneous. We're so to talking about salvation past and salvation present. Right. I think uh, next week you might get the Salvation Future, right? right? But he was, when he was talking about it, he was talking about something happens right away. He said to everybody. But the interesting thing is, and he also talked about today, uh, that you, you, you can, nothing can take that from you. But guess what? You can give it away. So you can read that and go, hey, nothing can take it from me. I just do whatever. No, no, you can give it away. If you don't stay on, on track and on path, you could throw it away, right? right? And, and, and I think the challenge is we're sitting around waiting on God. God's waiting on us. Remember, it's finished. He's already set things up for us. So we, had, so we read that the other week. And so we read uh, Second, Second Timothy 4.7. Paul says, I finished my course. I ran my race. I finished my course. My destiny, right? I stayed on task. Now, look at all the stuff that Paul went through. You know they, you know, they had, to, they had to let this dude down on the wall because <laughs> they was ready to take him out. I mean, you know, he, he, he went through some things, right? I mean, look at the stuff that Jesus went through. I mean, it was more than sandbags. You know, they're trying to beat him senseless. You know, uh, remember the Passion of the Christ? They put that chain, that, that, the, the whip with the little spikes in his back and then snatched it out of it. Right? More of you didn't see the movie yet? Yeah, you remember that? Remember that part? But you remember when they beat him down and he, and he, and he hit the ground? And remember I said, like, I would just play dead? <laughs> you got me, man. I just, you know, they kick you to see if you're alive. I, I, I no, I, was, I, I would have held my breath too, so, you know, you wouldn't see no. No, but Jesus got up because he wanted to take some more stripes for our weaknesses, our infirmities, our pains, and things like that no look he was he was finishing his course right he had a destiny to fulfill he wasn't supposed to stop at some chains or some whips he wasn't supposed to stop at a cross the bible says he looked through the cross and he saw the glory sitting on the right hand of the father so y'all think jesus did it without incentive just because no 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 <laughs> he saw past that cross right and so to his destiny, which was to sit on the right hand of the Father with all power, right? And so, so but he had to go through. He had to get through it. So remember uh, last week we was talking about uh, destiny requires finishers. Like we have to finish. And so, you know, Jesus said it is finished and all that. And uh, Tiana, when she was teaching the fast week I gave you last week, uh, she said, why am I going through this? So it's so interesting. By the time you came out of the retreat, I guess it, all, it made even more sense, right? Um, but she says, why am I going through this? And, and the response she got was, get through it and you'll see. See, 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 so I was, I was a young boy, 17. Uh, I just saw this picture there, there in front of the house. But I lived on 139 Goldsmith Avenue in Norton, New Jersey. And uh, we went by the house. And I told her, I said, this porch seems so small. But, you know, when you're a kid, it seemed like this is gigantic. But I used to sit on that porch and it was like, so, God, this is it? You just, this is it. This is my life. It just don't seem you God, and this is all you got for me. But I was making that determination based on what? Based on what I had seen and what I was exposed to. He had a whole nother life. He had Charlotte, North Carolina for me. Yeah. All right? <laughs> you know, what's that? That's, that's see? 17. That's 42 years later I'm sitting here talking to you. Wow. <laughs> We're getting up there anyway. All right all right? So, so, but, so, so, and I remember, I just shared this. Uh, the guy I grew up with, my best friend, he lives in Rhode Island. So, you might be watching this. So, we were talking, and we were talking about an experience where I fell out in a, in a club. Uh, I fell out in a club. I did all types of uh, pharmaceutical substances that day. Um, and, like, really one thing I did should have been enough, but I did like five, six, seven. I, I you know, I ain't measure it. You know why? Because my philosophy was what's the worst that can happen to me worst that can happen is i die not like i got anything to live for what was i making that decision based on what i had experienced and what was going on in the present not based on where i was going in my future so so some of us sometimes we feel hopeless based on the circumstances before us but those just the sandbags (laughs) they just the sandbags yeah you just got to keep on going right you got to harmonize with destiny yeah, see, see, see what what they were talking about in the retreat is is basically they've been hoodwinked and bamboozled. The adversary took like certain mistakes and choices and mishaps, and he 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 made them ankle weights and kept kept them paralyzed at a certain place for a long time, right? But they were supposed to keep on moving to see how it works out for good, right? To see how it uh, uh, how how God can deliver you. So I, so I was in the gym. Uh, yesterday, and so, so I'm, I'm working out, and this guy, he's there all the time, and he, he comes in, he, he does a lot of incline, he stacks, like, a bunch of 10-pound weights, and so, so I'm lifting, and I try to pay attention to my environment, but I noticed he was, it was a lot of gaps between his sets, but in between the sets, he wasn't, because I, I be reading the Bible and stuff like that between ga- sets, he wasn't reading, he wasn't doing nothing, he looked like he was really weighed in thought. So I said, i got to talk to this guy. So I said, I know what i do. I'm going to ask him because he, well, he looked like he was a little older. I just said that way just case you see. <laughs> right? right? So I said, so how old are you? Because I was, you know, he looked like he was in pretty good shape. And he said 59. He's the same age as I was. <laughs> and uh, so then we started talking. He introduced himself. And we started talking. And he says, you know, it's a struggle for me to even get up and come here. He says, I've probably broken maybe a hundred different types of bones. He says, I was in a major uh, motorcycle accident. I ran into a telephone pole. He said, matter of fact, when they took me into the, the, uh, the hospital, I was filled up with blood on the inside. He says, he says, and when they went to do the surgery, the doctor told me later that, he says, we don't know how it happened. But your blood stopped on its own. He said, you should have been dead. You already had bled out more than you should have. And the, if, 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 if you've severed so many arteries where your blood is coming out like that, we, have, we can't even see where to stop it. He said, but it stopped on his own. And he said, he, he's had about, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 surgeries. He says, each time he goes to a doctor, he says, I don't even know how you live it. And so we were talking. I said, hmm, that's interesting. I said, man, God really got you through that. I said, so I don't think God would have just got you through that just to get you through it. There's something you're supposed to do. And so he was, so, so he started crying. And he was like, he says, yeah, I know. He says, I've been trying to figure out what it is. Like, what is my purpose here? And I said, but, but what it is, is he's been, he's been struggling to connect with God. Like, he, he knows God. Uh, he was, I guess he was in seminary uh, We had to train through the Old and New Testament. And I said, so, I don't think it's a coincidence that me and you are talking. <laughs> I said, God really wants to do some things with you. Like, it's, it's, it's time. And like, he just, so we, we started talking about his daughter. He was going through things with his daughter. We talked through that. We exchanged information. I sent him some scripture. And he said, he says, man, I can't control my emotions right now. <laughs> he says, but the interesting thing is, I've been watching you at this gym. And what I have watched is, for some reason, it looks like you're carrying a piece. And that's something I don't have. He says, I've been saying to myself, man, I wonder, is it a way I could talk to this guy? So he's been seeing me for, who knows, months. But God had me speak to him. Now I said that to say that accident was major. But he said something, he said, you know, the accident changed my life. He says, I was a wild person. He says, but that accident changed me from, you know, the smoking and drinking, all all the things he was doing. He says, so, and I said, well, think about it. Not only changed you as a person, but he changed you as a father. And so, so I said that to say, because we think accidents are saying it's it's done. I remember Terrell was teaching, uh, maybe one of the first times he was teaching and he said something. He said, uh, well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. It was a long time ago, so I may not have this exactly right. But I remember him saying almost like uh, he was more like a perfectionist. So he said, if something's broken, for him it's discarded. All right? That's close, right? You don't, you don't remember? Yeah. It's the Holy Ghost, right? It's, you can do one of my numbers with the Holy Ghost. All right. Tia remembers. Tia actually came up and said something. Oh, Okay. And so then he said, like, he says, so, so, like, you, 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 you were talking about your, your headphones. Like, if the headphones break, you know, you just gonna get some new ones. Like, you're like, no, these, these are done. You know, no, I'm not sending them to get repaired. They're flawed. <laughs> so I need some new ones. You know, so he was kind of like parallel to a car, this, that, and the other. But what I had got out of that that day was it was almost like that was his, his worldview for life. Almost like if you make a mistake, it, you're damaged now. It's done. But no, 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 no. No, no, we, we, that's what makes us special, our flaws. Like we talk about a sincere vase is, displays the cracks. That's what makes us special. See, we have this warped view that we have to be perfect. We can't make mistakes. And then once we make mistakes, we think we're stuck in it. Well, and I blew it when I worked in corrections, the juveniles used to say, well, my life's over. I'm like, you're 16. What do you mean your life's over? I said, you can have a 10-year plan, you'd be 26, you're still younger than me. Thanks. At the time, at the time, at the time. <laughs> well, now they were much younger than me. But, but so 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 we spend so much time stuck in i can't believe i did that why did i do that oh my god god's gonna not love me for that as opposed to continuing to move so i was telling the guy at the at the gym go back to the guy at the gym i was telling the guy i said i said listen man i said the thing is the bible says because i knew he knew scripture he said he studied out the old and new testament so i said the bible says in romans eight twenty eight. it says all things work together for good for those who love the lord and are called according to his purpose in harmony with his purpose I said, I said, but you, you can't see it work out for good if you don't keep moving. You have to keep moving. Right? What Tiana was saying in her message, you got to keep going to see how it works out. You can't just keep magnifying and building this mountain of this one moment and carrying it for the rest of your life, right? You're going to miss out on destiny, right? And so we said this, sometimes we... we uh, so, so, I actually shared this with someone this, this week, we had a great conversation, and we were talking about how you ever make a mistake, you feel bad about the mistake, but you want to fix it right away? So, what do you want to do? You want to kind of jump back where you made the mistake. Let, let's say if you make the mistake and it sets you back, which, which, what do you feel on the inside? You want to just jump right to where you were, right? It don't work that way. <laughs> you got to go through the process to get back to where you were. But we, but we don't want to do that. So we stay stuck there because we go, man, Nobody trying to do all that. But all the time that you sent, uh, spent years go by, which you're going, well, I just want to get right there. You could have used those years to get where you want to get and be better. Right? you wasting all this time with, I can't believe I didn't. Stop. Use all that energy to learn and don't try to get back where you were before. Get back to better where you were before. Uh, Me and Marcus was having a conversation this week, and he was like, man, I just want to get back to where I was. I said, I don't think God wants you there. I I think he wants you better than where you were. I think that's what's holding us up. We're still trying to get back to something that God's like, who says I liked it? (laughs) (laughs) I think I got a little better than that, because who you were has got you to where you're at. So we don't want to go back to that person. (laughs) Let's go to another person. All right. So we were talking about how sometimes we we when we try to jump back to where we were, we can uh, end up being what we call front runners, and and so you know you you've seen these front runners. Some some people in the room are front runners. Uh, I'll give you a little description of it. We talked about it last week. I'm gonna go a little. This is a review, so I'm gonna go a little fast here. But the front runners they don't they, they don't try if they don't think they'll be the best. So if I don't think I'm gonna be the best, I'm not even trying. Because they don't want challenge. I just got to be the best, right? Uh, they reject process, process and they worship position. They reject process and they worship position. I just want to be in a position. I don't want to go through the process. So that's why when they get into the position, sometimes they lose it because they don't know what the heck they're doing. Or they hide and start putting other people down. So you ever have a supervisor that's over you but don't know what they're doing? Me And you talked about that last week, Ed. So I'll come back down here since we related to that. So you know how they, you know, they don't know what they're doing. And then you kinda ask them questions because you figure you're in charge, you should know what you're doing. But instead of them like saying, Hey, I'm, not, I'm gonna have to research that one in, they try to put you down like you crazy. Cause they hiding. They they don't know what they're doing in the first place. Because they were front runners. They jumped to a position and skipped the process. So when someone asks them a question, they can't answer it, right? You've seen that before, even in on teams, right? Like, how is this dude like oh, even he out here? Right? Right, because they they start lying. So, so the process focused person they the 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 process focused person they value their value is the experience of creating and exploring new resources, techniques, and challenges. So that, so the person that's in process, they love discovering, they love making mistakes and learning from it, because it's a part of the process. They they, they just love the journey. The position focused person, they value they value the final position right rather than in the experience of arriving there right so they just want to get there that's it they don't care about process nothing and it's normally temporary right so we said this in this so 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 pro, during process you're going to deal with some afflictions you're going to deal with some tough situations right you're going to make mistakes right you're going to play the fool sometimes right but The Scripture says uh, your light affliction is but for a moment in time. Work is for you a far more exceeding way to glory. We talked about that last week, 2 Corinthians 4.17. So it says whatever you're going through is a light affliction. It didn't say it wasn't painful. It said in comparison to where your destiny is light. But if you can't see destiny, you're going to magnify the affliction, right? And then you're going to sit there. You're going to keep sipping on it every day. Every, everywhere you go, you take the, flix, the affliction in the cup. And you be, people talking to you. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just keep drinking it. You know, somebody gives you positive affirmation. <laughs> 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 Just constantly drinking affliction all the time. Wow. Right? All the time. You know, and, 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 and people can, can, everybody and their mama can tell you how wonderful you are. you be like... <laughs> I just don't think, I just don't believe it, man. I think they all (laughs) lie. I just don't trust them, you know. You just trying to pump me up. (laughs) Why can't it be true? Because you're drinking that affliction. Right? And so we, (laughs) I just, I just got a picture. All right, so. So, so ask your, you have to ask yourself: Are you a front runner or a finisher? In Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes eight, before uh, it gets to it says, "When uh, it uh, get to verse eleven, says, because uh, sentence against the evil work is not executed speedily, people find in their hearts to do evil." But before that, it says it talks about how you flow with process, and in process, there's a leader. In this particular. Excuse me. I drank all that stuff. Uh, in, this, in this particular passage, it's talking about how you roll with a king, and, and how you tr- how you flow with the king. how you flow with a leader, no matter what? It says you have a duty. And and if you read through it, it'll say, it says people are tempted to not do their duty or tempted to avoid their process because somebody telling you what to do, or because you have to be accountable, because you have to be responsible or because it's uncomfortable, or because it's unfair. But suppose your process is unfair. Jesus went through an unfair process. Look at how it turned out for him. Joseph went through an unfair process. Look at how it turned out for him, right? The list goes on and on of people that went through unfair processes. But why aren't you, instead of embracing our process, we go, this can't be my process because, no, God, something wrong. What's all this stuff in the way? But if you're a hurdler and you see hurdles and you go, "Hey, coach, there's an obstacle in the way," He's gonna say, "Jump!" <laughs> Fool, <laughs> right? You understand what I'm saying? Like that's how we're rolling. We're rolling like the obstacle is 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 a hindrance. No, no, no. See, see if okay. You could, so so I did this one day. So I, I I I never ran hurdles, but so when I used to go run at Gahanna's track uh so because it was right around the corner of the house i used to work so they had the hurdles there so a couple times i said you know what what i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do next time around i'm just gonna do the hurdles." i was like oh this is a little more difficult than i thought this ain't easy you know i was like nah it's cool i'll just stick to my you know i'll just stick to my little running and skipping or whatever i was doing i said but but so that means the person that's running the hurdles, they're developing a whole nother level of strength and agility. The person avoiding the hurdles like I did, <laughs> they're, they're, the demand on their muscles don't take place. They don't, they don't even use those muscles. So when God's putting those hurdles out for, in front of you, he's challenging you to, to use a demand of faith that you hadn't used before. Right. And then once you get over that hurdle, and get over that. I, Cause I watch people that are hurdlers, they run running if the hurdles ain't there. <laughs> like they, they flowing like, like, I'm like, you know, it's a hurdle right there. You know, like to them, they're looking for the hurdle. You know, they, you know, you see the, you see the, 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 guys that ran hurdles and they play in the NFL and a guy go to tackle them. They <laughs> you know, they, it's like, this is what I do. right? Yeah. So, so God wants us like that. So, so when, 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 when you make the mistake, he's hoping you hurt him, right? You know, when the things come at you crazy, people picking on you, talking about you, he's hoping you hurt him, not stopping. <laughs> I do, I don't know what to do. Jump, man. You understand what I'm saying? He's trying to develop something in us. But we're magnifying it. So we got to do our duty. The scripture says you have need of patience. After you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So a part of the process is I'm going to have to have patience to do his will. I can't, I can't run and hide and jump. Some of us have been so babied and nurtured. I'm saying this respectfully, but it's the truth, right? And so, so when you nurture, right, you like it, right? When you baby, you get what you want, right? You love it, right? Come on, man, help my sermon. You know, you, you know you love it. You know, you have, you how to tell me? You want? You need me to call you up here in front of everybody? <laughs> so you better buy, shake your head or something. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> right? But you do? But but the thing is, you don't see where it's taking you. See, because what happens is, when you leave a house, you can't put them in your pocket and take them on the road with you, right? So you gotta. You gotta enjoy the things you're getting. Enjoy them, I'm sure you're enjoying them anyway. But you also gotta be able to experience challenge along the way. Because challenge is coming. And 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 if you don't experience it, when you get to challenge, you all you do is complain, you get frustrated, everybody's getting on you, everybody's tripping you because what? You're used to being comforted all the time. Right? So you have need of patience after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. It costs something to get to God's destiny. Uh, Scripture says, be not weary in well-doing, you'll reap if you fail not, Galatians 6.9. So, so, so I have a destiny, so it's finished, it's already done, right? But ain't no guarantee that I'm gonna get there. And if I get there, there's no guarantee I'll be able to handle it, right? So the process, the well-doing helps me not only to get there, not only to obtain, but to maintain and reproduce there, right? The patience doing his will helps me not only to get there, but to not only to obtain, but to maintain and to reproduce there. You see what I'm saying? But if I skip all that, I may get there to be temporary. And and I I remember I shared this years ago with youth. It's a sad thing. And it's a painful thing to touch your dream and fall from it. Woo! You can recover, but it's harder because you touched it. You tasted it and then you fell from it. And the adversaries would be with you every day. Yo, what you think you're doing? You just fell from a drink. I Man, do you realize how many people are still talking about you? I mean, I mean, I can't believe. Why would you even get that far and do something dumb like that? I mean, I know I advised you, but you ain't had to listen. <laughs> I mean, what, what kind of idiot would do something like that? Man, you should, I wouldn't even go out there and try to do nothing else. I wouldn't even talk to nobody because you might just blow it again. I mean, it's in you. It's in your genes, blowing it. Yeah, so why, why, would, why bother? I mean, listen, you're going to take that chance again? That pain you feel right now, it's going to be even more excruciating. i just let it go if I was you. Yeah, just give up. Here, yeah, have a drink. See, 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 this is the process that we go through, right? When we're supposed to keep on moving. But the thing is, we were supposed to embrace the process so when we get to the dream, we not just obtain it, we maintain ourselves there. We re- reproduce. That means other people benefit from it too, right? And so we're skipping this stuff to be cool, to do what's popular. Listen, I share this with youth too. Birds of a feather flock together, right? They also fly to the same destination. So what flock are you hanging with? And matter of fact, you ever see eagles hanging out in flocks? That's the sparrows, right? You know the difference between the eagle and the sparrow? So the sparrows are concerned that storms are coming. So they're looking for storms almost like a worst-case scenario. You know why? Because they want to make sure they can run and hide. So they spend most of their life figuring out how to hide, right? Eagles are looking for storms too, but for a different reason. They're looking for storms. They're excited about the storm because they know, look, they're excited about the challenge. They're excited about the process. They're excited about the circumstances because they know that's the wind in that storm going to take me to another level. So they're excited. Two different, see, see, sparrows try to fly on on eagle's wings because there's levels they can't go to. They eat the little bugs on the eagle's wings and the eagles tolerate them for a short period of time. I'm saying this to somebody. They tolerate people picking at them for a short period of time. Then, but, but they don't push them off. They don't shake them off. What they decide to do is, oh, I'm just gonna go to another level. Because the spiral's gonna suffocate at that level. See, see, when we turn and run from the things of God, that we ain't going to another level. We just allowed the little sparrows to bring us down, right? So it's, just a, it's, it's a difference, right? See, see, this is the thing, like, the reason why God, and God was telling me this, God told me this years ago. He said, Keith, I just can't get nobody to finish. I can't get nobody to complete what I have for them. Either they make a mistake and they, they, they get, you know, what is it, self-loathing? They self-loathing. You know, they get stuck in the mud or they compromise, they get hustled into compromise. He says, well, I can't get nobody to finish. Like I got all this stuff planned and can I get somebody to finish the thing through? He says, so some people fade fast. They struggle with destiny's horses. See, see, see. so, so it, it costs them. And I gave you the scripture last week, but let's just read it again. Jeremiah 12, five through seven, Jeremiah 12, five through seven. And I'm gonna read it out as a classic amplified version. And I did hear y'all picking with me on the Bible study fellowship in the morning. Venetia. <laughs> She's like the classic amplified version sound like Pastor Keith. I heard you. In case you don't think I'll be listening, I was listening. I'm up six in the morning too. <clears> Here <throat> <It> was love. Here we saw love. All right, so Jeremiah 12, 5 through 7, the classic Amplified version. It says, but the Lord rebukes Jeremiah's impatience, right? Saying, if you have raced with men on foot and they have tired you out, then how can you compete with horses? It says, and if you take to flight in the land of peace where you feel secure. So what he's saying, if you run in the land of peace where you feel secure, then what will you do when... You tread the tangled maze of jungle haunted by lions. What he's saying, if you're running now, it's only going to get later and greater. There's going to be a whole lot more coming at you. So, so your only option is to turn around. Ain't you a little bit tired of that? Okay, if you're not tired, God is. All right, so it says, for even your brethren in the house of your father, um, even they have dealt treacherously with. Yes, even they are like a pack of hounds in full cry after you. Believe them not, though they speak fair words and promise good things to you. He says, I have forsaken my house. I have cast off my heritage. I have given the dearly beloved of my life into the hands of of her enemies. So he said, Jeremiah, they got to go through process. So no matter what everybody trying to tell you, to to tell you it's all good, it ain't all good. People are going to have to go through the consequences of their choices. Oh, but they're not going to be crushed if they go through it, if they go through their process. You know, because you reap what you sow. Before the Scripture says, be not weary in well-doing, verse, verse 7 says, God is not mocked whatsoever man's sower that he shall reap. So God don't have to monitor us. Our choices do. You know how you're young, you, you watch out for your parents because you get a spanking? Your choices are giving you enough spanking now. God don't have to show up. You know, I told the guy at the gym, I said, hey, hey I'll be honest with you. If you want something different, you got to do something different. Keep doing the same thing over and over and over, you get the same results, right? <clears throat> All right, so First so, uh, Samuel 4, 9, I'm going to just give you the Scripture and reference it. Um, but they, they were in a situation where they had to uh, go up against the Philistines, and they were like, quit like men. <laughs> that was the statement, quit like men. In other words, man, stand up, man. Stop, stop stop, at the first sign of uncomfortable running. So I was in a situation, I won't say it specifically because I know somebody might be watching. I was in a situation where a person, uh, they got some news. I was about to say where it located. All right, so they got some news. Okay, they, they were located in another, another place. I just said another place. And so they responded with attack when they got the news. So everything was, man, you, uh, you ain't no good, this, that, and the other. So then they sent me the information that they sent to the person. And I said, so what was the attack for? Nah, because I think this, is I said, no, no, I said, you, you, you're already assuming the worst. So out of your fear, you attack. So later on, the person needed help from the person, but they called me, asked me to, to get the help. <laughs> so I said, no, 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 no. I said, you might want to call the person and apologize. I said, because, I said, because the way you address the person, again, they're going to react. They probably don't know. They don't even know. What you, they probably have no idea what you're talking about. And so... This, this, this young man passed the test. He says, you know what? You explained to me something the other day. He says, I'm trying to get myself together. He says, so I'm going to have to do things different. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to speak to them. And he said, powerful words. He says, I'm going to speak to them to heal them. And then I'll make the approach of what I desire. And he called, humbled himself, did what he had to do. Um, and it was a, a, fair, a, a fair exchange. Now, why did I say that? Because we're in all these these little funky situations, right? We're in these funky situations because of misunderstanding. We don't live with each other. On t- like I love all y'all, but how, how many of us live together? I live with her. That's it. So, so we don't have a playbook. Your 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 wife may have your playbook. Your husband may have your playbook. They may be struggling with it themselves. So, so, so. Us, us, us drive buyers, we definitely ain't gonna do good, right? Yeah, we're gonna, we gonna do something to slip or rub you the wrong way, but that's an opportunity for what? For us to love, right? To get through some hurdles. See, these are the things that the average throws in our way to stop us from, from moving where we're going. Cause we quit, we're not quitting like men. We're quitting like little boys and girls, right? You know, like, you know, somebody grab your toy. They got my toy! Like, that's how we're rolling. We're saying different words, but we look just like those kids. You know, like, like, like we jump jumping to conclusions, getting emotional for no reason, right? And so we got, we got to grow past that. So the Scripture says, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. So this, this is, so I gave you the Old Testament. Bible school, remember we said, we, we, you know, we don't want to take stuff out of context, and we say we compare Scripture with Scripture. And what do we say? We say the Old Testament, the New Testament is in the Old Testament what? Contained, right? And the Old Testament is in the New Testament explained, right? Right. So since I just gave you that Scripture in this is Bible school, y'all, that's Bible school. Saturday morning at 7 o'clock, 7 to 9. You feel free to come on through, right? No, it's not on video. People got to, actually, I was going to record it, and Trina, I'm going to get on Trina here. Trina says, well, Pastor, can I say something? We're here early in the morning. <laughs> she was like, so I just think that, you know, it's, it, you know since we're paying the price. <laughs> I, I would, if, 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 if Trina was sensitive, I wouldn't have said that, you know, but she, she, it's the, she's over there going, it's the truth. Show up in class, you're gonna be like, That's right, I said it. It's the truth. <laughs> get up, get on up, <laughs> right? But anyway, first, first Corinthians 16 13, it says, Watch ye stand fast in faith, right? Quit you like men, be strong, right? So it's in the New Testament also, right? He says, Be strong, right? It says, Stand fast in the faith, watch, be alert. The Amplified says, be alert and on your guard. Stand firm in your faith, your conviction, respecting man's relationship to God and divine things. <clears throat> Keeping the trust and holy fervor born of faith and a part of it. Act like men and be courageous, grow in strength. That's the classic Amplified version, you know what i was saying. <laughs> Joshua 1, 6-8. And I'm going to read that in a classic Amplified version too, right? Joshua 1, 6-8. We know the Scripture talks about be of good courage, and we know uh, meditate on the Word day and night, do all that's written therein, then shall you make your way prosperous, and then shall you have good success when you get to verse 8. But the Amplified says this, be strong, confident of good courage, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Now, I'm going to keep on reading, but think about this. So, 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 Joshua is, is taking over from Moses, right? But he's being implored to, you're going to have to be encouraged. Yes, you know how you get the position? You know, you get a promotion, you get the position, and you're excited about the position, but you realize there's responsibilities, there's training, there's people hating. You, y'all know what I'm talking about? Some, all these people are hanging promotions. I already, I know y'all know already, right? You get the job and people, like remember the person was going out to eat lunch with you all the time, then you got the promotion and all of a sudden they're looking at you like, (laughs) you know, you ain't all that, right? So, so just elevating is a wonderful thing, but there's a cost, there's accountability, there's responsibility, there's challenge, there's stretching involved in that. So, he's like, Joshua, listen, you got the job, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to need some courage. Not just... For the stuff that you got to go through with the enemy, but the stuff you got to go through with the family. (laughs) Y'all ain't hearing me today. All right. So it says, only you be strong and very courageous. So he doubled up on it, right? It says, that you may do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. So he says, I want you to prosper. But you're going to have to follow the things Moses did. Remember? Now, remember we talked about Moses the other day, right? Remember we said Moses was that leadership, uh, le- kingdom leadership on Wednesday. And we talked about how uh, Zipporah, <laughs> Z, so we talked about how Zipporah and uh, Aaron got on Moses because he wasn't having relations with his wife because he was setting themselves apart to hear from God mouth to mouth, Right? And so they figured, hold on, man. They, they, they started to check him, and then Miriam got the, the, the uh, leprosy. God showed up, right? Remember, we talked about that. God showed up like, hold on, y'all just going to come with my man to God. He's setting themselves apart to hear from me so he can lead the, these people a certain way. He's paying a price. Now, Joshua's going to take over. He said, now, Joshua, you're in a whole nother ball game. You're going to have to roll like Moses and be very courageous don't turn from the left and the right because people are going to come at you like, why are you all like that? Oh, listen, Mrs. Holy, you think you're all that? You ain't. No, 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 no. But you got to be courageous to, to toe the line because it's not about your reputation. It's about you serving my people and hearing from me. So that's going to cost something, right? So he's telling them to be courageous. He says, he says, you can't look to the left or the right. Other people will but you can't compromise. See, some of us are missing out because of compromise. We are looking to the left and the right, but we want the benefits as if we're all in, right? I'm sure the ladies talked about that, right? Yes, <laughs> right? So it says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it, for then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. So we want the good success part. That's destiny, right? But we're not harmonizing with the process. So we're cheating ourselves from what we really want. And, and look, look. In the world, they tell you to fake it till you make it, right? That ain't work in the kingdom. <laughs> you can't fake it till you make it. You can't fake it consistency and righteousness and being in the presence of God? It's obvious if you're in the presence of God or not. You, you, hey, you can have all the lingo, lingo. You can quote the scriptures. You can, say, you can show up at all the events. But it's, it's, it's obvious if you're in the presence of God. Do you know people walking here and they say all the lingo and stuff like that and they, they walk right out of the presence of God as soon as they're as as they halfway out the door? Right? And so it's costing us. Compromise is costing us. We good? Everybody still here? Nobody left? We're saying harmonize with destiny. So, 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 we're, I'm si- look, just let them know I'm on, I'm on task. We're still talking about the sandbags. I'm <laughs> still talking about the sandbags, right? I'm still talking about the sandbags that we excuse ourselves and get around. Okay, how about this? I'm going to get to that. How many people have said that before? You get your hands up. Come on, right? So, 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 when are you going to get to it? Is it is it on your schedule? In your planner. You got a beep coming on your phone? When are you get into it. If not now, when? The Bible says, He that studies the wind shall not sow. You know what it's saying? It's talking to farmers. It says if the farmer waits for a favorable climate to sow a seed, because the farmers like I'm so seed, I won't lose none. If there's strong winds, stuff like that, they could be blowing all over the place. So so you have farmers sitting there going, I just wait till the conditions are right. The other guy's sowing they seed. And the farmer looking at them like this fool. He's sowing the seed, he's gonna lose all the seed. But well, he's he's scattering that seed, boy. And this other is a farmer waiting for conditions. Like, ah no, today's not the right. Nah, th- <laughs> no, today's not right. He's constantly waiting for the right conditions. A whole season goes by, this guy has a crop that he's prospering from because there is no favorable conditions to, to, to sow. There is no, I'm going to wait till the right time. You know when the right time is? Now. Now. If you're thinking about it, you're supposed to be doing it. Oh, see, you don't want to hear that. That's okay. That's okay, Pastor. All right, I was going to give you Hebrews 12, but since there's a lot of scriptures. Hebrews 12, 3 through 14, you can read it on your own. All right? I won't do you like that. And so, 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 sometimes we're, we have 15 minutes left. You, you guys got 15 minutes? All right, just checking. <laughs> I just did that. I, just, I never do that. I just did that. <laughs> Yeah, there's 15 minutes left. 15 minutes is still, 15 is to get to zero zeros, which means I've taught for 50 minutes, but I'm scheduled to teach for an hour, but I schedule it for 50. So I look at the zeros at 50, just in case the Holy Spirit has something else he wants to say. Keep us within the hour. Just in case y'all wanted to know. All right, so now so you look back at the clock that I'm still scheduled for 50, that I scheduled myself for, but it's supposed to be an hour. We good? All right. <laughs> I'm just clowning. I'm just, I'm just clowning. We, just, we good. <laughs> but it is 15 minutes left. I didn't waste no time. I know what I'm doing. All right. So, so the scripture talks about being zealous, like the zeal of the house, being zealous. So sometimes out of zeal, we can jump out ahead of our process, right? Um, and the scripture talks about Romans 10:2, It says they have a zeal for God. They had a zeal for God, but but it wasn't really according to God's process. It was just jumpy. You know, because we we everybody wanna be somebody, right? <laughs> Got a couple people here don't want to be nobody, all right? God fearfully, wonderfully made you, so I think he wants you to be somebody, all right? Amen. All right, so 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 but sometimes we we get we can get antsy. And, and, and I, I tell you this, and I, and I think I shared this before, like, when I really got it, like, when I really started seeing God's process, I was like, wow. I said, so, it's going to be humbling, it's going to be embarrassing, and sometimes it's going to look like I ain't doing nothing. Sometimes it's going to look like I'm a fool. Well, for a long time it looked like I was a fool, right? Uh, I said, but God was like, it's not about your, your rep and how you look. You've been bought with a price. Your life is not your own. He says, so you're supposed to decrease that I I increase. What do you care what anybody thinks? He says, when you master that, I'm ready to take you to another level. And so, you know, you say, I got it, God. You know, you'd be like, I got you, God. I got you, God, until you get to the situation. And then when you get to the situation, because when we say we're going to be patient, we have a time clock inside, don't we? If, even if you don't say it on the inside, you got a time clock. You're like, you know, you, know, you come to the kingdom, you know, you, you, okay, God, I'm, I'm going give my life to you, man. You know, I'm just going to do it your way, God. Every, any way you want me to do it, I'm going to just do it your way. You know, I'm just, nah, nah, because I'm just be patient, just waiting on the Lord, sister, just waiting on the Lord. Whatever God say, that's what I, hey, hey, whatever you say, God. But then you start getting to that window where it seems like, okay, so I said I'm going to do whatever you say, but. How much longer is this going to take? But you ain't going to say it out loud, right? You're like, no, whatever you say, God, but then you feel like a little like, are we serious right now? Like... And so we think God's purposely making it take a long time. We don't know our heart is causing it to take long. We haven't really given ourselves. The quicker we give ourselves, the quicker God can use us. Totally give ourselves. And you know how you confront in front of people? How many people are fronting in front of people? Just get your hands up, come on. This is humility day. Be front. Okay, y'all want me to explain what front means for the people that didn't put their hands up? You're presenting one thing, but you're thinking something else. And you're, you... you (laughs) let us try this again. How many people were fronted before? I got my hand up. All right, thank you. (laughs) He said before. You just fronted last week. Before, you meant before last week, not today. That's what you meant, right? Um, I'm I'm picking with him. I just somebody said, why are you picking with him? No, he did. <laughs> so 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 what I'm saying is, we 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 that front gets us a pass with men, but not with God, because God looks on the heart. And so that's what the delay is. The delay is 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 we got to offer our heart to it. Once God has a heart, he can use us, right? And so, so sometimes that's hard. So remember in the scripture in Matthew 7, 21 to 23, it says, depart from me, you workers of inequity, I do not know you, right? Remember it says that? Well, well, you aren't what I designed on the path that I purposed. So you showed up with pretense thinking you're gonna get rewarded. You're not what I designed. You've conformed to them, but you want the rewards from him. You're not on the, the, my destiny's path. You got, you're on all these other roads. You're all over the place. You know, you know up, up uh, where we live, they're building on you know, the freeways where you've know, you got the bridges and all types of stuff. Some of us are like that. We, we, <laughs> we, we're we all over the place as opposed to on that narrow way or that on, that, on destiny road. And so what happens is we find ourselves starting everything and finishing nothing. I'm going to repeat: starting everything and finishing nothing. And this is the tough thing is, sometimes we're trying to figure out what to do, but sometimes we haven't completed anything. And, and I'll tell you this: do you know you can start something that's not purpose, complete it, and it can bring you closer to purpose? Uh, so you, you, you ain't hear that. You can start something. That's not necessarily purpose. Complete it and get closer to purpose. Are some people waiting for me to explain. No, I'm just leave you hanging. <laughs> That's enough for the day. I just, I just. <laughs> All right, so, so, so when, when when you start out in life, for example, we went to uh, we all went to high school and stuff like that. Well, all of us wasn't gonna be educators, right? Right? Uh, some of us worked in supermarkets. You own a supermarket now, or something? No. So what happens is you. Some jobs are uh, test for purpose. Some jobs are preparation for purpose. Some jobs are right in purpose. So, 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 but you gotta finish to get all the lessons you need when you get to purpose. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. All they are is sandbags. That's all. It's, it's preparing you to be able to handle bigger tackles in life. But we don't finish stuff. So we don't, we don't get all the nectar of what we're supposed to get in that, in, in that situation. Right? You understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense a little bit? So we got we, we to start finishing something. L- listen, feel finishing. Just feel it. It's a wonderful thing. Because once you become a finisher, as you advance, all your body knows is I finish. Not I start and I quit. Not I start and I give up. Not I start and I bail out. Even in employment, when they look at your resume and they say, okay, you done had 17 jobs in a half a year. (laughs) So So one, we know you don't finish nothing. Two, we know what have you learned? You haven't you haven't grown with anybody. Now I was I was over so, uh, some ministers and, and deacons at our last church, and so I had to appoint a lead minister. So somebody came through, and I'm just saying. So they came through and they they wanted the job, and up to that point they had always talked about all the things they did. So I said I said I, I can't appoint you to this position. Well, I don't understand. I said. I said we all hear about what you've done, but we we haven't seen it. And 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 what I was trying to tell a person is, if this is your experience, it will be your default in this environment. I said. So you've been around 15 years. What have you started, built, growed, and reproduced? Where, where? I said. So I said. But but I said. But I'm not a I'm not a disqualifier as a person. I'm a qualifier. This is so what I do. I've started two things. They've already started, so you have to go through that process. I'm going to give them to you. All you got to do is build them, grow them, and reproduce. That means other people is going to learn from them. I said, by the time this comes around again, you know, if this person elevates, because they ain't going to stay in their position, you'll be ready for it. But at least you have something to show that you started, build, grew, and reproduce. See, we are waiting until we get to ours to do that. Well, all you're going to have is a bunch of people like you. That's never given to start, build, and grow, and reproduce within another man's vision. So when they get their own, everybody around them is going to be thinking just like you did. So, so, so that's the thing. God, so when, That's why the Scripture says, uh, 1 Corinthians 7, 20 through 24, it says, when you're called, abide faithful where you are. He didn't tell you to leave from where you are. He says, be faithful. Finish where you are. While you're in where you are, I'm going to be setting you up for where I want to take you. I watched my son. I'll give give you some shout-out today. So I watched this guy um, because he's like me. He was pursuing basketball. And so he's gone through a lot of hurdles, went through some stuff. But he, he, he found his pocket as a car sale and so i can't tell all his business i was about to slip it out but but he makes a phenomenal amount of money so he probably makes six seven times as much as we do because <laughs> we don't make nothing but <laughs> <laughs> so i guess that doesn't really count <laughs> but 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 what i'm saying is he's he he was talking to my wife the other day he's so even when there was hurdles he says well i'm just gonna be consistent." So my wife says, well, you remind me of your dad. He says, well, I learned that from my dad. I'm just going to be consistent. So he's created a career. Is he going to be a car salesman for the rest of his life? No. Now, he makes, he makes more money than executives that have status. No, he makes a tremendous amount of money, right? And he loves, he's a people person, he loves sales. So what I'm saying is, he, he created a career and put himself at a, at a plateau of status that other people are getting humiliated, put down, working uh, crazy type hours for. He gets to talk to people about cars. <laughs> and he loves it. They're both salespeople. You probably can see that, right? You've been around Pastor Mal. Well, so, what I'm saying is, he decided to be faithful in where he was at, master where he was at. I'm a pastor. Do you understand my, my resume is padded with, uh, uh, listen, I'm an advanced hostage negotiator. At one time in Ohio, if they had a negotiation, they were calling me. I was on the list. Am I trying to negotiate? Well, I do negotiate some hostage situations. Sure. Around here. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. That's the, Held captive by the devil, I do gotta negotiate. Yeah, for yeah, forgot. So you see that came in handy, didn't it? It <laughs> came in handy. <laughs> I'm, I'm a certified crisis intervention trainer. I guess that come in handy too, huh? Right? <laughs> I guess all. Thank you, Lord, for preaching my sermon for me, right? <laughs> certified crisis. So, 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 I took crisis intervention. All I did was I was at the job. Every time they had training, I just went. That's all I did. It, I didn't, I didn't go to school to 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 work in social services. I that listen. I majored at first in psychology, then I majored in, in math, because I was good at math. I minded in art, because drawing and stuff like that, and, and, and writing, creative writing. That, those are my things in college. I, I'm, my, my, I, my resume is social services. You know what I did? I just was faithful in it. I built a career. I can get a job right now. Easy. With no problem, especially because I worked in upstate New York for 60 years, and I worked in Columbus, Ohio, in maximum security. I can get a job. I, I have the credentials. You understand what I'm saying? Even, and, I, and the whole time, I was pursuing professional basketball, building my resume. I don't play basketball, and I don't work in corrections. Well, I guess I do kind of work in corrections. <laughs> <laughs> Spiritual corrections. <Yeah. laughs> Never looked at it that way till today. Right. But do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So I, I, I finished is what I'm saying. And the interesting thing is, so, so I, just, I just saw this. Interesting thing is all those jobs helped me in what, what I do. All that training helped me in what I do now. I work with extreme case personalities. <laughs> 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 the stuff just coming out, man. It's just coming out. Hey, hey, it's y'all atmosphere, y'all that create the atmosphere, right? So guess what? I work with extreme case personalities now. (laughs) But did I take the job because I knew I was gonna be a pastor? But I finished the job. Actually, it's the last job I had before I start working for the church. And what happened was I was working in a group home, I was a behavior management specialist The pastor asked me to work part-time at the church. Just so happened how God worked. One of the group homes was two blocks, block and a half from the church. So my nine o'clock, all I did was positive peer culture groups. You know what I really did, right? I ministered to them. They call them positive peer culture culture groups or normative culture groups, but I basically just ministered to them, right? So I did that, went down the street, I did PE and all the paperwork and stuff I had to do for the church for four hours, then I would go on Ohio State campus, I had another group home, I would go there, right? And then three days a week, it was like getting over. Three days a week, I did training. My training was crisis intervention and behavior management specialist. The first day I did the behavior management specialist, I created the curriculum, it was all scripture, I just didn't say the, the address, the whole thing. So when I finished, I asked the director, I said, Is this is this okay? Is this what you want? She was like, oh my God, we've never seen nothing like this. So I walked away and was like, you know I just preached to you right? <laughs> it's like, okay. I'll just be doing this every time somebody come through the job. I'm just ministering scripture to them. I mean, behavior management? It's the Bible, right? So then the pastor comes to me and says, uh, Actually, I actually have a meeting with him coming up. Uh, so uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, he comes to me and he says, uh, I, need, uh, I need you to work full time. So I go to the job, I say, hey, you know, my pastor wants me to work full time. I- I'm gonna have to leave. They was like, no, 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 no. Maybe you could just work part time. I said, nah, nah, really, I gotta leave. Okay, tell you what, would you just do training? <laughs> like, sure, <laughs> it's no work, but sure. So I'm getting over, like I'm, I was at the job, and then I, I did training three days a week. Well, really? I'm preaching to him, and I was getting paid for it. Then the Lord woke me up 4.30 in the morning and said, oh, no, you got to leave that. I said, God, I'm like, I'm like, it's like easy money. What do you mean leave? <laughs> like, I figured this was a bonus. I took a cut in pay to work for the church. <laughs> said, you know, meditate on the Word. We can prosper, you know. But I left the job. I'm, I'm going to be obedient. I left the job. And so I said that to say, like, I, I, can, I finished. You understand? I didn't quit because it was unfavorable or because it was uncomfortable or because it wasn't in what I was purpose and called to do. I completed it. So some of us are cheating our jobs. We're cheating our church. We're not, we're not, we're not all in. We're not giving all of ourselves. We, see, we're so busy waiting to do our thing. The trip is, guess what? I, I made wherever I was at, I offered all of myself so they could win. Because I knew wherever God showed me, wherever you go, you want people coming around you that will help you win. Some of us, we, we're, we're going to hustle our way to a, a platform, but no one's going to help us win because we don't think about helping nobody else win. Only It's all about only things to our benefit. So we're skipping the process. We're avoiding the sandbags. And so we're getting stuck on Destiny road or getting knocked off. One of the things about basketball, one of the things uh, as a defender, what I was taught was I got to knock this person off of their balance and their move. So if they're trying to make a move. I, I, I got to just throw them off balance. Just make, throw their footwork out of place and it, it, it'll affect their shot. Any, anything to just throw them off. I might not can stop them, but I can make them uncomfortable. Well, the devil's been knocking us off of our balance. We're not making our perfect shots. And, we, and, some, and, and so I work on core and I work on my legs and stuff like that so I can be balanced. So I can, you know, so while you hit me, it's not going to affect what I do, right? Well, some of us ain't putting in the work and you get bumped a little bit. I just tell my son, I say, hold on, man, listen. I said, they can't just be knocking you off your, 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 your spot that easy. That's, that's why you're missing the shot. Tell my grandson that to this day right now. I said, listen, grandson, the reason why I beat you is you're doing all this dribbling. As soon as I bumped you, you're way over there. Now you're shooting from an off angle. Y'all still think I'm talking about basketball? We, some of us can easily be bumped off. See, we can, we'll easily quit. After a while... My, when I played my grandson one-on-one after a while, he wasn't even trying to score. That was the whole idea. That's what St. Peter's did the other day. They frustrated that team so much, after a while, they, they just throwing the ball. <laughs> They're throwing it in any old kind of way. And they were supposed to be the better team. But that guy, he's actually from Norton, New Jersey, by the way, that coach actually trained those guys to not quit. To stay in them, most teams that are small, this is a smaller school, 2,100 people or so, playing against a major school. Most of the time, the small schools come out excited, but eventually they quit because they're overwhelmed with the, the awe and the athleticism. But I looked in those kids' eyes, I was like, these kids ain't quitting. They're not gonna change until they see zero, so the game is over. God is asking, can we do that now? Can we not quit? Can we stay locked in, regardless of the circumstances, and harmonize with destiny? That's all for today. I, that's enough. We stand on our feet.